and welcome to Launch Left, an intentional space for art and activism, a podcast, a label, a launchpad for left of center artists. My name is Rain Phoenix, and today our special guest is Ricky Reed. Please welcome him to the show. Hello. Oh, hello. It's so nice to meet you here. Yeah, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm in my little home studio sitting on the ground as I'm most comfortable that way. Feel more Lovely. grounded with the, with the Fender Jaguar in the background, as you know. Yeah, <laughs> very serendipitous. Yeah, you're, you're in the market for one, you said. I am. I am. Yeah, I have a, I don't know when, when this will air, but there's an artist and I'm trying to get one, that specific guitar before a certain point. So <laughs> clock is really ticking now. Okay. I'll let you know if suddenly it's uh, something I want to get, get, get rid of. Please doubt it. Please do. I doubt it, but I will. <laughs> it's so nice to meet you. And we're here to talk about your record that just came out August 28th, which really is quite beautiful. Thank you for making it and, Thank you. and using your quarantine time for good as, <laughs> as we say. Um, yeah. And I just wanted to know, I kind of, uh, I read a little bit about, obviously, I read what you sent through um, about making it and why you made it. And I guess I wanted to get a little specific in terms of just like a, a day in the life, like how maybe one of the songs, you know, how it came to be a collaboration, how that happened, the, wow. the organicness of like, I want to do this. And then suddenly you're in the throes of it. And what did that look like for you? Right, right, right. I mean... You know, um, my day to day, like I think most people, sort of as a roller coaster of despair and hope, and you know, being um, dealing with uh, anxiety and freeze and disconnection and connection and all these—it's just a roller coaster, right? Um, but when it came to making this album, you know, it snuck up on me. I, I was doing this live stream and uh, I was just producing music live for people to see, for people to enjoy, to interact with me. And, you know, I would basically start with like a couple pieces of music. Maybe it's four or 5 PM. So I have like a three-year-old little girl and twin one-year-old boys. So my house is crazy. And uh, maybe we're eating dinner, trying to manage everything. It's all crazy. And I would, you know, just like pull up a few instrumentals on my phone because I have a live stream that night and I just text them to a couple artists. Hey, if you can throw a vocal on this, you know, in the next few hours, I'll work on it tonight. Just super casual like that. And if the artist would respond and say something to the effect of like any, I, you want me to do anything specific? My only guide was sort of just be honest. just write something that's true, something that's, you know, how you're feeling. And more often than not, I would just started getting these incredible uh, vocal ideas from artists, oftentimes juxtaposed over instrumentals from myself or other producers that are like from totally different communities, different worlds. And they just started to come together. And pretty soon I was in the middle of an album. <laughs> it's crazy. And it sounds like you had a kind of tea time of the soul where you're like, whoa, when everything else got stripped away, 
what am, you know, what am I doing or what do I want to do that's going to feed and enrich my soul? And that's what I really love about this record and about, and just hearing that that's, that I think that happened for a lot of people. And I think Mm -hmm. obviously in the artist community, it was for a lot of artists, it became an incredibly prolific, prolific Mm -hmm. time where a lot of artists just kept making itself. So I love that, that, that Genesis came out of that come to Jesus moment. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. Well, I mean, what's crazy about it for me is that, you know, I had thought of making an album a couple of times over the last few years and I, and for whatever reason was doing this or that, or, you know, having kids or whatever the thing is that um prevented me from doing so. Uh, and then the way this one came about, it wasn't like, you know, COVID descended on us and I was like, you know what? I want to make an album right now. That sounds great. (laughs) It was that I started making music um, as kind of a way to cope and just to deal with what was going on to give myself something to do. And, and not even to say that that's always the best thing for your mental health, because sometimes, you know, I definitely caught, I found myself like working like too much over functioning, trying to, not really have to stop and listen to what was going on inside. Um, But as the project developed and the live stream community grew and developed, I soon realized that this was something that I had to do for my well-being. And, you know, to have gone from not even thinking about making an album in March to the first song, the genesis of it in mid April and it being out now, I never could have predicted that this year, not in a million years. Yeah. You strike me as a manifester though. Like that once you get something in your mind's eye, it's just, it manifests, you know, and yeah. you, and you obviously have an incredible uh, pool of artists and collaborators that you can, you can call on. And with such a thoughtful group of collaborators and I think the outcome spoke volumes or speaks volumes because it's just now out so for all of you out there definitely make sure you listen to this record um so i wanted to just talk more about art and activism and the and the Mm -hmm. artist community because you're so connected um in that world like what you and you have a label yourself is that right called nice life yeah yeah i have a label called nice life um we started out uh four or five years ago we signed Lizzo and that Lizzo obviously far and away is the, the greatest, you know, success we've had. She's uh, incredible. Um, and just in the last year, I think, you know, on the heels of that and also on me sort of really taking ownership of, of the idea behind the company. Um, we've signed some amazing young artists that all, like Lizzo, but in different ways, all start, you know, left that are either um, maybe, maybe their political, maybe their presence, just their visibility is a political statement. Um, maybe they're subversive in some other way, but that's what we like to do is find those artists that are on the fringe that need to be amplified and um, hopefully bring them all to the place that Lizzo is at now. Is it a fledgling label? And uh, I know you also have a YouTube channel, I think, that you started doing. Yeah. 
Yeah. So we, we started the live stream, um, on the labels channel at the top of, uh, almost, it sounds like I was going to say top of the year at the top of the pandemic <laughs> at the beginning <laughs> of all this. Um, but yeah, we, we're, we're an independent company and we have, um, some amazing young new artists. One of which I think you would really love also is called St. Panther. She's a brilliant writer, producer, MC, et cetera, from Southern California. Also, um, John Robert, uh, calls to mind like a Jeff Buckley type of voice, really, really powerful. And another artist from Bakersfield named Junior Mesa, who is somewhere, I don't know what you would call it, kind of an indie psychedelic sound. Things that are really all from across the spectrum. Um, Very cool. I joke often that I have a short attention span. <laughs> so yeah, I can I'm relate. always looking for different things. Yeah, I can relate. Is that something that you would say is your, that you're most excited about? Or do you just kind of you're excited about all the things you're doing and it depends on the day and what you, you're like, you said, yeah. your short attention span settles on. <laughs> right. It, it definitely depends on the day. Um, it definitely depends on the day, but you know, for me, all these artists, they're such, uh, kind people and hardworking and, um, inspiring that it's really, it's really a joy to just have them all in my life as people. I like to joke sometimes that, um, you know, for me, music is like the medium. It's sort of what I learned and what I grew up on. It's my trade, but the it's, it's really a means to an end, which is that I love connecting with people and meeting people and hearing their stories. And, uh, I get to do that on the label. And I also get to do that just as a record producer. And are you, do you find yourself producing right now? Are you busy producing outside yeah. of the label and your record? Yeah, it's funny. I mean, like my schedule is sort of split up between, you know, today's superstars and tomorrow's superstars. <laughs> so <laughs> kind of we'll go from working on something that like, you know, an artist that has like a thousand followers on Instagram that is right at the beginning of their journey. And then we'll have to hand in a mix or a production for so-and-so top 40 artists. So it's it, that for me keeps it interesting, keeps it fun. But again, the through line that runs through it is I just try to work only with good people, kind people. And how, how young were you when you started in music? Like I asked two questions. One is how music found you. So I'm going to ask you that question right now. How did wow. music find you? That's a good question. Um, it it took on different shapes, but it started. It's I don't think I could say it truly found me when I took piano lessons as a kid. It didn't find me then. It was when I was in junior high. I was growing up in the Bay Area, and um, there's a lot of great Bay Area hip hop around me, but when I was in junior high was like when the, the Gilman street punk scene sort of took off and green day transitioned to the national stage. It was like that moment. And I just wanted so bad to just be in a band. Um, I wanted to be on stage and play guitar and sing and just do all the, <laughs> all the band stuff, which was not common at my school. Everybody was like in the sports and, um, this and that. So 
my first performance playing singing in a band was at a little coffee shop, a little gig that I organized. We covered like 30 songs and the playlist was probably hilarious. Just like nineties, alternative rock greatest hits, like no doubt and blink One Eighty Two and stuff. Uh, and you know, 40 or 50 of my friends showed up and my mom tells the story. Now, when I came home that night, she saw the look in my eyes when I came home from that first show. And she was like, Oh, this is, this is it. This is what he's going to do forever. I was a sophomore in high school. Wow. And from then on you, you started like, how did it, did it evolve just as a, um, as you in a band or did you immediately get into, you know, Ableton and pro tools or, and what, oh, cause I can't even think of the year that was. So I know I, know. That- I was going to say, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is pre Ableton. It was even early pro tools. I, so that's, I'm a sophomore in high school then. And, you know, like I said, I grew up idolizing bands, like watching MTV, all this kind of stuff. So you know, I had an idea about the way I wanted my records to sound, even though I was not good at all. <laughs> but I still was like, I wanted them to sound big and powerful and, and have all kinds of interesting sounds and ear candy and stuff. So by the time I'm a junior, senior, you know, in high school, um, the studio that I'm recording at, I'm begging the guy to let me stay late or come in early and kind of figure it out and try to add all these things that I'm hearing. Um, and he obliged and sort of gave me a little job of, you know, recording punk bands on the weekends for a hundred bucks here or there. So that's really the beginning. That's the beginning of it for me is like just trying to get my records to sound the way I wanted them to sound. Um, I was, I'm 38 now. I was 16 when I started. So I've been on, I've been on Pro Tools for like 22 years. I mean, I, wow, it's like, it's really my first instrument. I mean, it sounds yeah. cheesy and uncool, but it's 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 an extension of my brain at this point. And um, and I, yeah, feels like an old friend. <laughs> I know what you mean. I know. I I never, you know, I I know enough chords on guitar to put to write, but ultimately, like when I first started watching engineers when I was making records and and I got really into Pro Tools, it's like it became something you could make so much more with if you just mm-hmm. understood how it worked, you know? So I really enjoy, I'm sure a, a much more rudimentary understanding of it than you do, but it's still, it's an amazing tool. And it is like an instrument when you, you know, as a creative, it's such a great way to be able to make something from scratch that sounds right. like I almost love, pro. <laughs> I just love m- making stuff. Like neither of my parents were serious musicians, um, but my mom was a crazy record collector just, she raised me on, I don't even know where to start, just everything from, from R&B music and soul music and Motown to um, prog rock, a heavy, heavy you know, dose of Beatles, everything you could think of. Um, my dad, not musical, you know, self-proclaimed not musical. I think everybody's musical, if we're being honest. But um, not musical is how he puts it, but a total project person always coming up with a interesting creative project figuring it out himself completing it doesn't leave things incomplete and i think that it's some combination of those things that they passed along to me that make me 
love producing and love seeing something all the way through and, and getting it out. Sometimes it's interesting to, to ask people about music and how it found them. And it often involves family. Sometimes it's because family was encouraging and other times it's because it was the opposite. And so they fought against being discouraged and, and still triumphed, you know, like found their path to music, which both are, are, they, they arrive at the same place, but it's so wild to think of the people who like really had to push against, you know, parents who were like, yeah, no, that's not going to get you anywhere. You know? Yes. I'm sorry. No worries. I um, my parents uh, chiming in right now. They, they could tell we were so talking cute. about them. No way. That was them yeah. calling. Oh, I'm going to leave that in. That's so great. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're a parent, you're a dad. How does that feel? That's been awesome. recent. Yeah, yeah. We had our daughter in 2017. I can't tell if that's yesterday or 20 years ago. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's really, really challenging having three kids under three, you know, especially um, in 2020. But they, they give as much energy as they drain you know what i'm saying they 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 they've expanded my heart so much and helped me i think they've helped me become more of a listener you know less of a less of a talker and more of a listener and help me listen to myself and listen to others and know when to slow down and know yeah, how to li- how to listen to your needs. Um, just from learning how to listen to their needs, I've I've been able to track inside of myself when I'm pushing too hard or not really taking care. Uh, they've I've already learned so much from them, and only one of them can talk. <laughs> and do you think it influenced your music or production in any way that that seeped in just in a heart space way to what you do or? Yeah, I actually think that it that it has because you know, I've I haven't really realized this until making this album, but I think as I've gone through my career, I had been trying to get closer and closer and closer to something. And I, you could I don't know those words like authenticity or truth or whatever, the root, just trying to get closer to that feeling to that purity of feeling and um it really got accelerated every time in my life that i've found love i've had an acceleration of getting closer to the root when i met my now wife laura um i had my first hit about six months after we met and even since our relationship and getting married and everything like just look at my career and you look at these life events, there's like all these bumps along the way that sort of correspond. And then having our daughter and then having our boys like Lizzo happened right after that. And it's not to say, you know, that my, my infant children could, you know, take credit for Lizzo's career. (laughs) She's been working her ass off for a decade, but it's just to say that in, through the lens of my life, like every time a new great love appears, there's some correlation with uh, getting closer to what I've been chasing musically. 
That's beautiful. I know exactly what you mean. And I think uh, maybe in like a spiritual sense or a, a spiritual translation of that is like when you, you know, create something beautiful, blessings happen or, you know, in the terms of how you think of karma is like what you put out, you get back and, you know, right. making a new life and falling in love and all those joyful feelings, they create goodness in the world and they connect good people to good people. And so... I totally get that. I know yeah. I sound a, I sound a bit I sound a bit out there, but I I believe in all of that. <laughs> I'm with you. I am I am right with you. We're on the same page. Um, okay, my other question is kind of in that vein, or somewhat is just sort of what do you champion most in a world that right now feels like it's falling apart in many ways, and things are, are been really really challenging, and they always are to be to be totally fair um what is it that you are that you use your art or to create kind of an activism with or what is your form of activism is the simplest way we say it i mean that's a really good question it's it's um it comes in like in different forms on different levels you know like the first thing naturally that somebody like in my position is going to do is look to great organizations um, who do this, you know, kind of thing, full-time climate action groups, et cetera. I'm very, 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 very passionate about staving off and reversing the effects of, of man-made global warming. Um, So you start there, right? Yeah. But, but for me, I think the mission, which is at the root of my, music making and the reason I started a label and I'm trying to build this community is like trying to get people to, to be kind to one another, but most importantly to be kind to themselves, to check in with themselves, to be honest with themselves. To me, if the world leaders and the, chairpersons of these, you know, multinational corporations that are doing as much, if not more bad things than all these world leaders. If all these people had, had grown up in an environment where they were encouraged to check in with themselves, to be kind to themselves, to be honest with the people around them, I think we would be in a different world. And I think that there's a, there's some, momentum with today's like younger generations to be listening to yourself in that way and to try to root out problems before they turn into something that creates badness in the world. Um, Malice, whatever you want to call it. So I don't think I have like a good, you know, clearly I don't have like a, a, I love that uh, organization or business plan here, but I think that (laughs) at the root of what I'm doing, it has to do with this and, and maybe I'll find a way to implement it properly someday. But right now it's kind of one song, uh, one artist, one album at a time. That's a beautiful thing. I mean, I think I'm trying to remember who one of the artists we asked, they just said like, they make sure to smile at everyone that they can on the street, you know? when they were walking down and this was before COVID when we could, (laughs) when we were walking out a lot more, but, but still like that is a really powerful statement that I think is a form of activism. Absolutely. So I appreciate you sharing that. Um, Mm -hmm. Of course. And thank you for being on the show. 
I would love to play No Stone, play that out to finish this episode with you, if that's okay with you. Beautiful. Really... Uh, that's that's might be my favorite song on the album. Let's hear it. Okay, so listeners and watchers out there, we're going to hear the song No Stone from the record Room by Ricky Reed. Please enjoy. Launchleft aims to create an intentional space that highlights and empowers all artists for whom radical creativity is not a choice, but a necessity. Launchleft begins with music, but its ultimate aim is to launch left-of-center artists in all creative fields. <laughs> 